With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Fourth, two 2012 edition of Don't Let It Go Unheard. It's the podcast devoted to the discussion of news and politics from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy, Objectivism. I'm your host, Amy Peekoff, and with me today in the studio is cartoonist Bosch Faustin. And today on this last show before the upcoming election on Tuesday, we would like to talk to you, of course, about the election itself. I'd like to hear from you either on the phone or in the chat room. Are you voting? Uh, why or why not? Why are you voting? Are you voting for revenge, as uh, as Obama says that you should? Or are you voting for love of country, as Mitt Romney says that you should if you are voting? Uh, of course, those aren't the only two options. And if you're not voting, why aren't you voting? Do you have any predictions of the outcome? Any predictions as to the outcome? And how are you going to spend election night having some sort of party, having people over? Are you going to drink a lot of alcohol? Um, are you going to have alcohol prepared, etc.? And, of course, we do want to take one last shot here on our show. Bosch and I want to do this. We want to get one last shot at convincing you to actually go out and vote for Romney Ryan if you don't already plan to do so. Uh, the other thing that I do want to talk about is the storm this week, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, not so much the storm, but the spin that came out of it, in particular, a New York Times piece that asked the question, does a big storm require big government? Yes, the New York Times used the occasion of the storm as an opportunity to plug Barack Obama. So we'll talk about that as well. If you want to call in, Please do. Today we really do want uh, a lot of callers and participation from you guys because we I do want to hear. Are you voting? Have you voted? Some of us have already mailed in our ballots, um, sent them off, and hope that the USPS actually delivers them on time. Someone in the chat room, Deborah, said she filled out her ballot today. I guess that means you have to mail it tomorrow and hope that they send it on time by Tuesday. I didn't want to take any chances. I mailed mine good and early because I was uh, concerned that our friendly government, USPS, wasn't going to deliver it so well on time. I hear that there are going to be, by the way, long lines at the polls. So be prepared. And I was asked by uh, a listener who's on Facebook, Diane, that she said, please pass on to everybody that there, there's going to be long lines at the polls. Be prepared. Bring sweaters, snacks, water, 
whatever you need to kind of stay the course because it's very important that we vote this year. And and again, I'm going to take one last stab at convincing you of that. One thing I want to talk about here at the outset is I don't you may have heard a little bit last week I mentioned what you know at the end of the conversation with Jerome Brook. By the way, if you didn't hear the conversation with Jerome Brook from last week, go back and listen to it because he had a lot of interesting things to say, particularly with respect to foreign policy and with respect to libertarianism, because I had a follow-up conversation with him about libertarianism after the podcast that he did with Leonard Peikoff. And I think that you'll find that interesting. The thing that I didn't expect to have happen was that there was a little bit of a cash payout in terms of our um, intervention, our so-called intervention series, Don't Vote for Gary Johnson. More reasons not to vote for Gary Johnson. Why? Because Gary Johnson is explicitly identifying himself with libertarianism as such. And again, go listen to Leonard Peikoff's podcast at peikoff.com and see why he thinks that libertarianism is a is a bad you know, formulation for an ideology, that it's actually something that's contrary to objectivism that you don't want to promote, right? But Gary Johnson identifies himself not only with that, but he identifies himself explicitly with Ron Paul, yeah. that if you vote you are in effect voting to keep alive Ron Paul's particular brand of libertarianism. And I have I have criticized that up and down all over my blog. If you go to my blog and you Google Ron Paul, you will see a million reasons that you don't want to keep alive any version of Ron Paul's libertarianism. You wouldn't Paul to, you mean to actually, anyways. <laughs> Bosh, you can chime in here. Yeah, Bosh is having headphone issues, but that doesn't mean that, that you can't hear him here on the microphone. So. I'm a little rusty. It's been over a month. Oh, I know. It's been a long time since he was on, and we had Jerome kick him out last week, so <laughs> so uh, the poor guy. But anyway, uh, what I want to mention, because I only got a little tiny mention of it at the end last time, is that I have started, and I started a while ago, a campaign on Indiegogo, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O, Indiegogo, uh, for Don't Let It Go Unheard to basically bring the podcast to a larger audience next year. Uh, those of you who have followed the show for a long time know that we've been on for over a year and a half now, including now over a year on Blog Talk Radio. This is about the year anniversary of when I started the show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, what we do, of course, is we discuss current events and politics from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy, and our goal is to help preserve and re-energize the American sense of life while, of course, educating listeners about what we believe is the only philosophy that can save the country in the long term, which is Ayn Rand's objectivism. Uh, you know me, Amy Peikoff, I'm the host, and then I have uh, cartoonist Bosch Faustin chime in with me all the time, but we also have various guests a lot. Uh, frequently we have your own Brooke, which is fun. I love when he is able to chime in with us. Uh, so, you know, those of you who like the show, who want to see it continue, and most importantly, bring it to a larger audience, in 2013, please go to Indiegogo, look up Don't Let It Go Unheard, and you will find our campaign to support the show. You can also find a link to the Indiegogo campaign at my blog at DontLetItGo.com. I have a whole post about the Indiegogo campaign. But basically what we're doing is we want to bring it to the pro level on Blog Talk Radio. I have it at 
I can't remember premium or something, no. but you know, so, something so that I can have my show in the evening time. So you have to pay a and little bit to do that. And Bosch and I have been supporting this show out of our pockets the whole time so far. We would like to go to the pro level. Why? Because I have seen the effect of having the show featured. I had a show when I interviewed uh, Leonard Peikoff that Blog Talk Radio did feature at my request. Sometimes they'll do that. And that show got at least five times the normal audience of, of the typical show. So regardless of who wins this election, and honestly, myself, I don't even know what to hope for because I keep hearing polls back and forth, back and forth. I want you to give me your predictions. But whoever wins this election, we will need to continue our campaign of educating. And even more so right. if it's Mitt Romney, Absolutely right? Because, right. I mean, I would say if it's Obama... Yeah, you know, we might survive it, as all these people say. You know, there, there's people who will laugh at us and say that, you know, we're trying to avoid the damage of an Obama second term and how silly that is because, of course, we'll survive. Well, yeah, we might survive, but, but we're, we're, we're going to be hit really, really hard if we do survive. And, yes, the fact that we're being hit hard is going to continue the education campaign a little bit on its own. Yeah. But I would say it, if Mitt Romney wins, even more so it's important for us to continue to point out how far away he right. is from bringing us to the correct path. And he'll show us, you know, in his first year, if he wins, he'll show us by making, you know, dealing in, wheeling, dealing with the Democrats. He talks about being, bi, you know, bipartisan. And if you heard uh, Harry Reid, he says that basically he dismissed the whole idea that he would work in any way with Mitt Romney as, as president. So this is, but anyway, he, you know, Romney's got to be pushed to the right every single day of his administration. By Americans, by his staff, who knows, whatever. But he, you know, he's got to because his natural position is to lean left. His natural position, and the only reason why he seems right now like a real, you know, right wing is because of Obama. Well, and the other thing that we need to do is, insofar as the right also contains the religious agenda yeah. in the so-called social issues, we would need to, you know, educate people and, and try to and persuade him to I, not take those up. I, I thought this myself, but Leonard Peikoff said it, and I think in the interview with you. Where basically that Romney is not is not religious, you know, and he's really yeah, not. but he's going to be pushed to do sure, things he, by yeah, his he might, faith. but but he will yeah. not naturally push it himself. He wouldn't. So in in terms of what we're doing with the campaign, we have a goal of by December fourth raising ten thousand dollars. If we don't reach the goal, then the show doesn't get funded to go to this pro level at all. But what we're offering are, first of all, a bunch of really cool perks. So if you donate at the various levels, I actually saw today that there are only seven left of the $75 level, which includes right. Bosch Faustin's, uh, you know, limited edition print of Ayn Rand. Uh, there's only seven out of 20 of those left at the $75 level. But anything above $75, of course, also includes that print, so you can get in on that. But uh, I was I was pretty happy at 7 out of 20. Excellent. So 13 out of 20 of those have been grabbed up already. Very good. Um, what you're going to help finance is a year's worth of weekly 90-minute, we'll go to 90-minute yep. shows next year if, if this comes through, shows on Blog Talk Radio at the pro level. The contributions are going to go towards the subscription fees, production costs, and social media promotion. Uh, one of the perks I'll just point out, you can go and look at all the perks uh, for yourself, but one that I think is good is the banner ad. You can have, if you have a small business of some kind that you want to advertise, or I mean small, big business, please come. You have more money to spend. But a banner ad where our show is playing will be displayed for an entire month 
if you contribute at the $500 level. That's just one of the cool perks. So go ahead, take a look at it. And if you do like the show and want to see it brought to a bigger audience next year, please do contribute however small or big that you can afford to do. Okay, we have people in the chat room voting. Uh, William says, I'm voting Tuesday. He says, I'm voting Romney Ryan. And he says he was very much influenced by this podcast. Well, we're glad to hear it. And then he says, thanks for the thoughtful analysis over the last few months, clarifying many of the issues in this election. Thanks, William. Yeah, thanks very much. And thanks for for tuning in. You know, our focus over the last couple months has been appealing to those people who are going to vote for Gary Johnson, because we feel and we think it's true that you would be throwing away your vote, that it's very important if you want to defeat Barack Obama, if that is your goal. Your only option is to cast your ballot with Romney Ryan. And one thing I do want to correct from last week, Yaron says, oh, Amy, I'm not as enthusiastic as you are about Mitt Romney. He got the impression, I guess, that I was enthusiastic about Mitt Romney. The only thing that makes me enthusiastic about him is that he's somebody who has a realistic shot of unseating Barack Obama. Absolutely. There's plenty of criticism that I have for Mitt Romney. I haven't always emphasized it as much and maybe, you know, in in contrast to your own, you know, because your own, again, his his job is to criticize everybody from the very stringent perspective of, of Rand's philosophy. And yes, I take Rand's philosophical position as well. But if I'm looking at the context of an election and a context in which I am allowed to choose and promote a particular candidate because I'm not the executive director of the institute. I actually don't work for the Ayn Rand Institute now. I've done some stuff with them, obviously. But uh, if I'm allowed to do that, then I'm going to say overall, yes, you should vote for him. And I've been I've been cold to Romney, and uh, you know, I mean, there were there are moments here and there where he actually says things which I'm which which definitely surprised me, especially in the debates and some comments on his uh, campaign trail. So, but regardless, we know he's not the guy. But he's the only guy who could take out Obama. That's why he has to be voted for. Now, this chat room is moving fast, so I want to... Yeah, it's wow. Okay, so I've got people saying, I'm not voting because I'm living in Sweden. That's Martin. Mm-hmm. That's a good reason. Uh, now, Martin says he would vote Romney if he could, which is good because he's a regular listener. Yeah. Uh, Robert in New York City says, I'll watch it outside. Wow. Outside Fox, Fox News. News from yeah. 8 p.m. on, and then go to Rockefeller Center to see all Very the sad cool. left. <laughs> yeah, okay, right. so I guess that's a prediction and a report of where he's going to be because he well, thinks that all the leftists are going to be sad. I believe, you know, I believe we will come out. I think Americans will save America. Zach's voting based on the economy. Okay, and if you're voting based on the economy, I think you've got to vote for for Romney, although he didn't say it explicitly there. Uh, Dropping it off at the polling place, says Deborah. Good. She's not counting on USPS. I was no. counting on them, but I mailed it early. Uh, Zach says he's going to have a pizza and beer party. Uh, Richard says he's going to vote early morning before class at 10. Um, he's going to toss all the elderly folks aside to get to the voting booth. That's so sad. Um I can't vote because I'm in Canada, says someone. That's too bad. But, you know, that doesn't stop any of the leftists who are trying yeah, to bust, right. bust people in, right? No, but I am there, not, there is, is I am a, not, not, not encouraging cheating. I think that we can win yeah. if we can mobilize all these people. Right. Um, Gary Michael says, Gary Johnson can't win, and he's a marshmallow on foreign affairs. Right. Yeah, we saw that last Pathetic. week with the, I'm the only one who doesn't want to bomb <laughs> right. Iran. That's right. <sighs> Well, he can afford to say that because he's not running. Yeah. I mean, he thinks he's running. He's only running from reality. 
Tim says there are plenty of objectivists criticizing Romney. There's time for that later. No yes, doubt. We will. No doubt about it. We will do it when the time is. He'll come. beg for it. As a matter of fact, the thing that I read about him in the New York Times actually sounds pretty good for Romney. So I'm going to give a little bit of a plug for him today, right. relatively speaking. And I think the New York Times was the sole New York newspaper who actually endorsed Obama. All the rest endorsed Romney, which is pretty rare. Mark in the chat room here says he's going to vote Romney Ryan, mostly swayed. Uh, from Johnson by Craig Biddle's three blog posts in the Objective Standard. Yeah, and Craig and I have been pretty much yeah. lockstep yeah. on this issue the entire time. Right. I, I think from about the same it's point. It's a matter of time. buying time. You know, it really is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Zach says, read down. I'm exactly. voting against Obama. No, I'm voting that, for Romney Ryan. That's the whole now, point I, here. I think the the chat room display that I get is different from yours. Mine is a scroll where the, the older stuff is at the top. And at a certain point, I can't even reach the uh, the earlier yeah, comments back. So unfortunately, I probably already fell behind. Well, actually, well. Chris says the "you didn't build that line" was the last straw that convinced me we need to get Obama out. That yeah, interesting. No, and I I think it was very important. And I think actually, I, that, I think it hit a lot of Americans. Yeah. Well, and it it is it is demoralizing. Yeah. Right. No. I mean, talk about and again, you know, I'm going to give a guy you this, who built nothing. I'm going to give know, you a also. list, you know, this list from Investors Business Daily of all the destructive things that and Obama has also done. a guy with the power to one. do something with that with that kind of attitude. I mean, he has a power to actually stop people from I mean, it just I don't know. I think that I think that that phrase did knock out a lot of people for him. I mean, I just uh, it did. And, and Investors Business Daily put it on the list. Okay, of, good so-called blunders that he made, but I would put it on a list of destructive Absolutely. actions that it's he's cold-blooded, taken on purpose in the, in the last four years. Uh, Martin says Romney is at least fundamentally pro-America and pro-business, which is good. Yes, that's true. Of course, yeah. he doesn't fully understand what that means. No, he doesn't. Brian says, got my ballot and will vote for Romney Ryan tonight. Drop off at the polling station. Good. Yep. Yeah. See if you can fix yeah. your headphones. That would be good. Uh now, uh, Mikhail in the chat room says, voting Republican is pointless in my district slash state. Now, what I want to say to people who think that it's pointless is, how can you know? Yeah. I mean, we really we really don't know. And and the other thing, too, is that, you know, the, the, you, you talk about elections are not for sending a message, but elections are for doing whatever that could be potentially efficacious that you can. And one thing that you can do is you can affect the overall percentage. It's still not working, huh? This is sad. So Bosch is not going to be able to hear on the headphones. This is sad. And I actually do have to take a call here in a minute. Oh, it worked. It worked. Yay. Hello. It's working a little? Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, he says it's pointless. And, and I think it's not pointless in the sense that no. there's going to be a percentage that comes out as behind Romney. And I would like to let Barack Obama know. Yeah. That Absolutely. we want him out, no doubt and that about we are it. voting to get him out. We're not voting to be libertarian for one election or whatever it is. We are voting it to do everything possible that is possible to us. And yes, in some states, yeah, exactly. You, you, my vote is just going to cancel out some liberals' vote, and that's about it. Someone it's actually just, said going to help um, the percentage. Someone said on Facebook, "Well, maybe California can be had," and you know, it sounds far fetched. But then you think about who's president, you know. A hardcore anti-American became president. Well, they say you know, Ohio can be. Yeah. So let me let me go ahead and answer this call because I said I want calls, and if I don't take them, that's terrible. <laughs> Who's this? Hey, it's Daniel Casper from Dallas, Texas. Hi. Hey, so you're still voting for Johnson, I assume? Uh, no, I'm not, unfortunately. 
So I watched the debates, too, and he is a marshmallow on foreign policy, and he is borrowing Ron Paul's ideology. It's very unfortunate. And what's worse is if you watched all of it, his response to a question on drugs, he dropped all coherent train of thought. And I would never vote for someone to be in the position of presidency who could drop all coherent train of thought. That would be against the whole idea of your executive, your commander-in-chief. But what I've found is that I'm still I'm not convinced that Obama is the great destroyer that uh, you would paint him out to be. I think he's still far more of a pragmatist. So I'm considering voting Obama instead of Romney. Version of Obama. Sorry. I didn't hear your response. Bad. Where? Where? Hello. Hello. Hear us? Let me let me uh I'm gonna mute you for a second because then you can hear better probably. We do have a sound problem sometimes with the with the calls. So really if you're going for Obama and you're saying that Obama's a pragmatist, first first of all, I don't agree that he has come across it as a pragmatist at all. Not. He is way worse way worse than any other president that we've had previously in terms he's, he's in terms the of least his record. But think about the fact that he is conscious of right now running for re-election and that he has been for the last four years. And out of his own mouth, when he was talking to Putin's flunky on the open mic, the hot mic that he didn't know was hot, and he says, this is my last election coming up. I'm going to have more flexibility in the next term. After these slubs vote for me, then I can take care of Imagine that he's going to do even more damage the next time, and then you tell me, what what a pragmatist he is. So I actually I think that if he if he does, and I disagree that he comes across as a pragmatist now. Not. It's only because he's in his first term. So now I'm going to unmute you. How do you? Hello. Can you hear me now? Sorry. Can you now? Can you hear me? Okay, great. So basically, my premise is that if you look at federal in a large category under Bush. If you look at the federal deficit since Obama's taken office past the 2009 budget, you will find that he's decreasing the federal government or the deficit in small amounts. So it's not going up. The only one that is really ballooned under was George Bush, and really he's the source of all of our problems too. So electing Romney is like electing Bush again, and then you're going to get a worse Obama afterwards as a reaction. Did you get that? I, I, so I got that. So that that's interesting. You say that basically the budgets that Bush set in motion when he was in office, Obama has trimmed a little bit off of whatever that he's was. He's exacerbated. What are we talking about? He's exacerbated the, the problems. I mean, he's blown up government. He, he, he has blown he's up, a nihilist. He's blown up the national debt So by Daniel's 50%. voting for a nihilist consciously, and that's all. I mean, it doesn't matter whether he, he agrees with that. He's a nihilist. No, I mean, anyway. and, and I don't I don't think that I mean, do you believe that Romney, I mean, is going to be another George Bush? You know what? I I wrote something on Twitter. I said, uh, you know, we really need to beat Obama so bad that Romney would think twice about pulling Bush. He would think twice about it. And he has to be, again, pushed and shoved to the right. And having a guy with like Ryan next to him, you know, hopefully hopefully he he does that to, to an extent. But uh, I think he, you know, I hope he's better. That's all. 
Okay, so but Dan, we know that that Obama is the worst possible. There's nobody who could be worse president ever in American history. He's the worst thing we've ever had ever. So to vote for that again, he, Daniel's not thinking things through. He just maybe he's just well. Uh, and the other thing is, I got to figure that Obama is probably worse than McGovern. Yeah, and no doubt Romney about it. is no worse than a Nixon. Probably, maybe even a little better. Possibly, right, right. Even though he might not be. Uh, I don't know. He might be as corrupt, and he's a little more anyway, business friendly. Anyway, I, I would draw that analogy at least, and Rand would have said definitely vote saying, for Nixon, and she did say vote for Nixon for against an, McGovern. For objectives to vote for uh, Obama, I don't give a damn what reason you give yourself. It's pathetic. I mean, it, it really is. But anyway, you went from bad to worse, Daniel. Anyway, you want to take next? Yeah, call let's now. go ahead and take another call. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Hi, this is Tom. One oh. of the things that. Uh, Hi, Tom. Hi. One of the things that uh, these libertarians should consider is third parties don't succeed, and if they want to have a chance, they're going to have to get the Democratic Party first or hurt it bad enough that they can claim or pursue the position of second party which is a good reason to vote for Romney and do everything they can to harm the Democrats. Right. Now, some people are trying to argue that you're going to be able to, or, you know, Gary Johnson is mm. going to be able to take some votes away from Democrats. <laughs> but it's interesting. Right. The people who are arguing this to me are people who themselves would vote probably for either Gary Johnson or for Romney Ryan. Right. And and so they're not talking about they themselves are choosing to vote for Gary Johnson instead of Obama. I think the only one who's doing that is Daniel, um, right? That, that Those are his two choices. I guess I'd rather see him vote for Gary Johnson than for Obama. I don't sure. know. I mean, if there's a choice, uh, but it but, just... um, well, from, from what I've heard, there are a number of people in the Libertarian Party who would vote for Obama. And so it doesn't make any difference, you know, if, uh, between Obama and Gary Johnson because the people supporting him are not necessarily uh, working in consideration at all. The only difference is that Obama can win and Johnson can't. Well, you know. yes, Obama can win, uh, and uh, but, but of course, if Johnson undermines Romney, objectivists should make sure that nobody ever forgets that they deliberately did that. About it, because it's, uh, it's, it, does, it does hurt Romney. It does hurt the only guy who can beat Obama. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes, it does. This is this is really they, they could be they could be yeah. blamed for doing it deliberately. Yep. Absolutely. So I assume you voted, or you are going to vote, Tom? I've I've already voted. Done it by mail, basically. I went early. Okay. Yeah, it took an hour and a half in line. Wow! Yeah. Wow! You know, and, this, and, this is the moment of truth. I mean, did, this you, is did you see anything there that was fishy or people really trying to push for Obama at the at the polls, or did it seem pretty uneventful to you? No, there was a very long line, and there were some uh, Obama signs uh, out, and there were some Republican uh, uh, Romney Ryan signs out, and it seemed more like the Republicans were willing to go shake hands and say, you know, vote for me, vote for uh, Romney Ryan, and the Democrats were just kind of standing aside. Hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope that your vote counted. And, thanks for uh, the call. And, th and thanks yeah. for telling us. Do you have any predictions? Yeah. 
No prediction? Well, no, I won't predict that. I can make a suggestion that might help you uh, uh, get more listeners. Okay. Put the information up who is going to be on and what you're going to be doing more than just a few hours ahead. Do a couple of days. Do it Monday, what you're going to have next Sunday. More people can see it, more people will show up. Okay. That sounds like nice. a, a fair suggestion, and we and we thank you for calling and for uh, for giving us a suggestion. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <coughs> Bye-bye. So we have uh, the right ones. Yeah. So there we are. Okay, we're good. Okay, so what do we got going here in the chat room here? Uh, people are debating about the dim hypothesis classifications of various uh, politicians, it looks like. Again, the dim hypothesis is Leonard Peikoff's book. Had Leonard Peikoff uh, interviewed by this show. If you want to he- you know, hear more about it, you can go back to my page on Blog Talk Radio and look for the Leonard Peikoff interview, which was several shows ago. Um, now, who is uh, who's dumb? George W. Bush versus Obama, I don't know. It'd be nice if we could ever see Obama's transcripts and see how well he actually did in school. Well, the reason versus... why he doesn't show them is because he didn't do well. That, I mean, that's, that's what I would assume. Yeah. I would assume if he had done well, if he could then brag, he would show us the he transcripts, brags. right? We know, we know him to brag, so <sighs> he can't brag about his transcripts. So I don't, I don't know. No, again, we are not enthusiastic about Romney, Absolutely but we not. are very negative. So but, let, but let's one let's thing, get, I mean, I mean what about Romney? He chose Paul Ryan, which was a shocker. It absolutely was. Yeah. Because uh, he, uh, you know, Christie was, was lined up, and supposedly he was actually gonna he was he was gonna pick Christie, but Christie was late to a few events. You know, he couldn't. You know, he's not sure if he can carry his own weight. I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, so he finally decided on a, a good pick, Paul Ryan. I'm so glad he didn't produce. Uh, excuse me, pick Chris Christie, oh, yeah. especially after what uh, Chris Christie did this week. The love fest. Yeah. With, yeah. With Obama. So, so let's uh, go through. This is an yeah. Investor's Business Daily article, and it's called Obama's Four Years of Deficient Leadership, 47 Mistakes. 47 Mistakes. Well, um, they're, they're not mistakes. And, and yeah, what we, when we look at this, what we see is a list of all the destructive actions or list of productive actions that he failed to take during his term, and and we tend to think it's more deliberate. That, Absolutely, that, cold blooded. And of course, a lot of this is deliberate because it's right out of his ideology that you've heard him. Yeah. His egalitarian and also nihilist. Although he doesn't, you know, explicitly talk about the nihilist, he just does the right. nihilist stuff. Right. Here's a list. Uh, he produced an anemic recovery, worst recovery you've heard since uh, ever. It's the worst recovery, recovery on record. Recovery is too kind of word, though. You know, even yeah. using that that term, recovery. Uh, created a large pool of unemployed. Between yep. January 2009 and September 2012, the number of people who aren't in the labor force shot up 8.2 million, which in and of itself makes our labor statistics. You know, today it's 7.9, supposedly just below 8%, the unemployment rate. That doesn't take account of the 8.2 million people who are no longer in the labor force. Yep. Uh, vastly expanded the disability roles. There are 8.3 million workers on disability. A food stamp nation. He has created a food stamp nation. The number of people receiving food stamps has shot up by 15 million. And not only is it because of the lousy economy, the anemic recovery, but the Obama administration is pushing to get people enrolled on food stamps. Why? Because then they're dependent on the government. They're going to continue to vote for the welfare state. He massively increased regulations 
And if you remember, I think, what is it, how many 80,000 regulations under the Bush administration? Okay, so here's a statistic. It says that Obama imposed nearly four times as many new rules as Bush did in his first three years, as Obama did in his three years. So if you take how many rules in three years, Obama imposed four times as many. Hmm. Annual price tag of $46 billion. In a second term, Obama's agenda could add $128 billion to the existing regulatory burden. He's hammered the middle class. Many of you have heard during the debates that the median household income has dropped 8%, more than during the recession that was ending when Obama took over. The real median household income has fallen 4.7%. Only the top 20% have seen gains under Obama. How egalitarian is that, right? He's created business uncertainty. That's a big one. It really is. Here's a poll. And it's a poll by the National Association of Manufacturers and National Federation of Independent Business. 55% of business said that they would not have started up in today's economy. 69% say that the current president's policies have hurt their business. Oh, people are talking about 2016 in the chat room. We watched it. I think you would learn more about what Obama's about by By this by this list that I'm giving you here on Investors Business Daily. You you learn about Obama's background and that he's got this anti-colonial bent. Yeah, I guess. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's an awkward way to put it. It, yeah. it really is. I mean, he's anti-Western. He's anti-American. I mean, anti-colonial I, seems a little too concrete. It was it was fine. I just, yeah, did, I just well didn't done. learn all that much that was Not new really. I mean, if, if you knew he was a bad guy, you go in and say, okay, you just, it just confirms it. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't lived up to the promises of transparency, of course. Yep. Uh, even... John Stewart on The Daily Show right, has gotten right, on right. him for that. Mocked him about that. Increase the debt by 50%. Hmm. The debt now exceeds $16 trillion. Now, Daniel will tell you that all Obama has done is failed to, to scale back the you know George W. Bush's budget, but still. He's being a contrarian now, Daniel. Yeah. I mean, that's it. He's like, I'm not going to vote for Johnson, so now I'll do what, what the opposite of what I want to do. Which is vote for but No, but the point is is that Obama could have done something to scale this back, and he did not. Uh, Obama pushed Obamacare, of course. Yep. It's going to cost $1.5 trillion over the next decade, and, of course, it takes... And that's being kind, possibly. Yeah. Uh, he's driven up health care premiums. He had promised to cut the yep. premium for the average family by 2500 but instead... It's costing an extra twenty four hundred, and many of us have seen our health care premiums go up. So I don't have to convince you. Left minorities worse off. Yeah. Joblessness among Black youth now approaches thirty percent. He has doubled down on the housing debacle. So we all know, and especially if you read John Allison's book about the financial crisis, you'll learn that it's the Dodd-Frank financial reforms that have damaged the U.S. economy and even has created the trade imbalance with China, which is an interesting thing to learn from Uh from uh, John Allison's book. But the government is continuing to fund uh, mortgages through Fannie and Freddie that are still unreformed, still unprivatized, and moreover... Right, and wait, we actually did a whole show on this way back when that they have continued to keep the ties between the U.S. Treasury and Fannie and Freddie, so that they can continue to subsidize these mortgages or guarantee these mortgages. Uh, further, we have learned that Congress is trying to push, to uh, you know, the, the leftists in, in Congress are trying to push 
uh, for multi-unit, multi-family housing units right. to have their mortgages guaranteed by Fannie and Freddie and just make this problem even worse. And then get more voters that way. Yeah, get even more. So what else has Obama done to us in the last four years? He has exploded spending and the deficit. He has increased outlays to nearly 25% of the GDP, which is a record. So, again, if you do it by percentage of GDP, you're you know, correcting for inflation and all those sorts of things. Uh, watched college costs surge. So for all the talk of Obama making college more affordable right. and, and trying to bring down the, the tuition – Colleges grew, the, the, excuse me, the tuition for colleges grew by 72% above inflation in the last decade. So if you take the rate of inflation and you take the rate of growth of college tuition, the rate of growth of college tuition is 72% above the rate of inflation over the last Sorry, one aside. Do, do you know what the, uh, uh, the lie of the day for Obama is today? What is it? It's, uh, you know I tell the truth. He told his audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know you're in trouble when he does that. He's dragged his feet on free trade. Apparently, Obama has not signed a single new agreement, trade agreement, on hmm. his watch. President Bush signed 17 of them. China and the European Union have respectively signed or negotiated 19 and 25. So... Hmm. We're behind on that. Well, he's waiting for the next one. He's done nothing as, as crime has spiked. Now, I don't think that's necessarily the federal government's job to do that, but that was something that Investors Business Daily put in there. Uh, showed a lack of interest in his job, and you may have heard about this. <laughs> he attended fewer than half of his national security briefings. No, he's a bum. On he, top of everything else, he's a lazy bum. Yeah, he failed to attend any of his jobs council meetings since 2010, <laughs> etc., he has blocked badly needed energy development in terms of gas and oil, not we're talking about solar, because we know that he's thrown all of your hard-earned money, the tax dollars that he's stolen from you, he's thrown that into solar. Yep. He killed the Keystone Pipeline, yes. which would have created 20,000 jobs and then hundreds of thousands more over its lifetime. Wasted billions on green energy jobs, right? $10 billion spent since he took over. Um, there's a there's one example here. There's a battery maker, A123 Systems, got a $250 million grant in 2009 from stimulus money, created just 400 jobs with $250 million. So that's $300,000 oh, per job. Can I have one of those $300,000 jobs? Can I have that? Oh, man. I would, I would like one of those. Uh, he waged a war on coal, oh, as yeah. many of you know. And, and Bosch, didn't you say that you heard today that the EPA has a whole bunch of a new anti-coal regulations mean, ready to spring when at the end of November. Coal seems to be his one great enemy besides us. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. It just he has a real. I don't know. He wants to wipe it off the face of the earth. They're estimating that it's going to kill these EPA, you know, regulatory burdens are going to kill 1.4 million jobs by 2020, and it's going to lead to a 23% jump in electric rates. I don't know about you, but I'm not eager to pay 23% more in my electrical bill than I am now. Uh, limited oil and gas exploration, 94% uh, of federal onshore lands and 97% of federal offshore lands are now off limits. Doubled gasoline prices, he has doubled gasoline prices, how? By restricting supply. 
He has restricted drilling permits. Heritage Foundation reports that new drilling permits are down 88% from their historical average. Even shallow water permits, which, which were supposedly going to be unaffected by the post, you know, BP deep water drilling ban, uh, they are down 11% from their high. He's opposed fracking and other new technologies that would create real energy independence, not the phony stuff based on wind and solar and all that. Uh, We talked to Deborah, one of our regulars, uh, extensively about the, uh, she wrote a piece describing what a dead-end investment solar is, at least as of the current knowledge about the technology, how it is very, very expensive to produce electricity through solar versus all of the various fossil fuels and coal. Um, He has gutted our defense budget. He has recently approved $487 billion in cuts to the Defense Department. This threatens not only to jeopardize our national security, but it would gut our skilled defense workforce as well. He scrapped or cut badly needed weapon systems, the F-22 Raptor Stealth Fighter among them. He has given away uh, given away missile defense to appease Russia, yep. right? What did he do? He disappointed our allies as soon as he came into office, Poland and the Czech Republic, by canceling plans for missile defense sites on their territories. And what did Russia do in return? What did Russia what yeah, did do in return? Yeah, no tit for tat there. Oh. Downsize the military. You remember they talked about the boats in the Navy and, right. and Obama tried to make fun of right, Romney right. in that debate so about they don't so. you know, oh they don't have to have boats, we have aircraft oh. carriers. So listen, it says the Navy will shrink from three hundred ships to two hundred thirty eight and will lose two carrier battle groups needed to project American power and influence. Remember he talked about carriers. He did. Specifically saying, well, we've got these carriers. These are good. And They've gotten rid of two of those. Strategic bombers are going to fall from 153 to 101, and Air Force fighters would drop by more than half from 3,602 aircraft to 1,512 planes. Of course, at the rate that he is conducting the war so badly overseas, and we have allowed some of these planes to be captured by our enemies, right. he can achieve you know, the reduction in half just by letting them be picked off by our enemies in the Middle East. Uh, he's mishandled... I hope Daniel's listening, but go yeah. on. Mishandled the Arab Spring, right? Mishandled the Arab Spring. What do you have? You have the um, Muslim Brotherhood taking over in all of these countries yeah. that we have supposedly freed, right? right? Uh, freed from their enslaving dictators uh-huh. right into the hands of the Muslim Brotherhood. We have ignored the rise of China. In fact, we've probably helped them by continuing to borrow more yeah. money from them. We have weakened ties with Israel. Yeah, he can't help it. He's an uh, anti-Semite. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what he is. Shrunk our nuclear arsenal. Oh, and uh, the one thing that 2016 was interesting for is that it did talk about the hatred for Israel. Right, right. It was in Kenya, is that right? I think, yeah. And, well, well, he you know, he he went to Quran class in Indonesia and it teaches it there that the Jews are the, you know, how do you put it, the monkeys and pigs or Right. Yeah. The descendants of monkeys and pigs. Uh, we can so, you know, he has an old hardcore anti-Semitism inculcated with him ever since he was a kid. Shrunk our nuclear arsenal going from 5,000 nuclear warheads here in the United States, 
He is proposing a reduction that will take us down to 1,500 and eventually to 300. And I remember looking at a map of how many nuclear warheads are possessed by the various powers around the world. And this ends up being a strategic problem at a certain point. You want to have enough to counter all the people who have them all over the world because who knows at various times what they're going to do with them. And I, I don't. I think it's that incredible. This reduction. I mean, of course, he he. And the world knows to, about this. Oh, actually, this is something that we did learn in 2016. So I lied. <laughs> okay. Because uh, there is a map that Dinesh D'Souza puts up right, with about all the, what Obama's plans right. are with respect to the nuclear warheads and what we would be. Maybe maybe it's a it's a fact of the subject of the film. It's so disgusting. I mean, he's such a rotten. You know what? And that's why, you know, we, I mean, we know all, all this stuff, but we did learn a few things. And, a, it, and, it, is, and it was well done, yeah, uh, and it, technically yeah. speaking. Yeah, it, it definitely was. Uh, surrendered U.S. sovereignty in the Law of the Sea Treaty. And I know that Tom Bowden wrote an op-ed about the Law of the Sea Treaty, if you would like to go ahead and So, one second, John, John asks, uh, do any of our nuclear bombs actually work? They haven't been used in decades, and uh, they haven't been tested. So we should test it over Iran just to drop one and just see if it works. Just well, and, and then here's another thing in the Investor's Business Daily piece. Again, the piece that I'm looking at is from Investor's Business Daily, posted on the 2nd of November. It's Obama's four years of deficient leadership, 47 mistakes. That's their title. But we say... 47 acts of nihilism. Um, In this little section on shrinking our nuclear arsenal, it says that as our current arsenal ages, right, and we worry about whether they actually work, it says the commander-in-chief, Obama, has called for a two-year delay in the development of a new generation of warheads. So he wants to kind of make sure that we don't really know whether they work, you know? He wants to make sure we are easy pickings. Here's uh we know and we've talked about this in the past here on the show, fumbled the pullout from Iraq and Afghanistan. More than fumbled oh. the policies that he has implemented in Afghanistan and in gotten particular our soldiers murdered. have gotten our soldiers murdered by the so called friendly allies. Uh-huh the Afghan police force that we're supposedly training to take over so that they can police their own state. But listen to this statistic, and I didn't know this before I saw this Investor's Business Daily piece. Two-thirds of U.S. deaths in Afghanistan have occurred since President Obama's surge. So President Obama has done the surge in Afghanistan. Two-thirds of the U.S. deaths in Afghanistan have occurred since then. So it's like he just... You know, the surge was sending them all over to be picked off or something. It's terrible. Yeah, as if it was on purpose, as if. He has lessened respect for the U.S. around the world. And one example that I wasn't aware of before I saw this piece, we were aware of, for instance, China commenting disapprovingly on our debt. Uh, Germany refused to take Obama's calls on the euro crisis. But how about this one? Britain recently refused to let U.S. ships dock at its Indian Ocean bases. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. Britain. And what and was that? Uh, it says recent. I don't. Hmm. It doesn't have a citation here, unfortunately. So you could probably look it up and find it. Probably reported in you know, Investors Business right. Daily. Uh, bailed out the auto industry. And in doing that, he bailed it out in such a way as to cheat the pension holders of the non-union workers. Oh, man. So... If you were a non-union worker working in the auto industry, your pensions mm. would suffer disproportionately from the union ones. That's pretty evil. Yeah, it is. 
singled out companies for politicized attacks. So Toyota over safety issues, Rush Limbaugh, Fox News, etc. Right, right. uh, appointed all these unaccountable czars. Right, D- did nothing about the fast and furious gun running, which resulted in the deaths. Of course, Benghazi. Yeah. Um, how about how about the one we're writing on Americans? What was it called? Did did listed here? You know, remember when? Uh, well, that that was probably these ones ratting out Fox News and everything else. I guess. Rush but, Limbaugh. No, but you remember when 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 you asked Americans about the uh, critics of Obamacare to call in and oh, attack watch. Yeah, attack watch. Attack right. watch. Attack watch. Right. Yeah. Uh, politicized the Justice Department. The flag at whitehouse.gov, uh, Debbie puts. Yeah, flag at no. whitehouse.gov. Yeah. Um, politicized the Justice Department in particular, failing to pursue voter intimidation, which was recorded on film. And this was voter intimidation per- oh, perpetrated right. by Philadelphia's Black Panthers. Right. They had their billy clubs with them. They were threatening to, I guess, beat people if they voted the wrong way. But our so-called Justice Department didn't want to have anything to do no, with it. No, because they're black. Scrapped our space program and instead made it into Muslim outreach. Doesn't oh, defend man. Americans abroad, of course, including the recent uh, Benghazi. I called it from full moon to crescent recently. Rebooted rules that caused the subprime crisis in the first place. And yep. as I said, they're seeking to expand the the types of things, the policies that have caused the subprime crisis. Uh, mainstreamed the radical Muslim agenda. Uh, here's something that I hadn't even heard about. As opposed to non-radical? Yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've talked about the issue with uh, with Muslims and Islam a lot, a lot on this show. But listen to this. Not only has Obama said that they have to scrap, you know, the, the military and, and all the intelligence agencies have to scrap the words jihad right, and references right. to Islam from their counterterrorism training materials. There's that. Now... In recent military exercises, they have used zombies rather than the real. Yeah, or no, like when they're doing some sort of uh, you know exercise, a military exercise yeah. to try to play out what it would be like yeah. to fight in a certain situation. Yeah. They're using zombies rather than real living, breathing fo- foes, which are you know uh, Islamic jihadists, yeah. right? that they should be the opponents in these military exercises, but instead they're choosing to use zombies, which don't even exist. They're using fictional zombies. They're using as... the terms? No, no, no. I'm... Like, no, so when they have, milita- when they have military I'm exercises, so, yeah. they, they pretend to be fighting against somebody. Right. And so they're pretending to be fighting against zombies. That's what zombies. I'm saying. No, but that's, yeah. what, that's what they call this, this, this threat in their own yeah. mind. Like, we're yeah. fighting zombies today. Yes. Yeah. Is... <laughs> yeah, I, okay. guess, I guess they hire actors to be... I mean, there's a the lot of zombie zombies? shows on TV, so they could get actors to do it, right? They push the stimulus and the Islam tarp, of course, etc. So this is a list of Islam 47, 47 destructive things. And hmm. Investors Business Daily said that they had to leave things off the list. The other thing that I've talked about on this show is look what he's done to the office of the president in yeah. terms of Diminish denigrating it, yeah. it, diminishing its, its yeah. stature as well. Also, the way he goes on uh, on this one rapper's show, uh, something pimp with limp goes on there and starts talking about how he likes Eminem and the other rappers. It's I mean, this guy. Uh. Very, very bad stuff. Um, this week, of course, he's played it up. He's worn his flight jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, uh, his, his bomber jacket from the Air Force One. I mean, when has he ever worn that? He wants to look, quote, quote, unquote, you know, quote, unquote, presidential, even though he is president. 
By the way, check out this one cartoon that I did uh, today. It's called Ejection Day on my blog, Fawson.blogspot, Ejection Day. Check it out. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it is fun. Instead of Election Day, call it Ejection Day. It would be nice to get this guy out of here. Why? Simply because he has been so destructive. Uh, And I think Leonard Peikoff, in his short written statement that he had on his his blog. Best thing I've I've read about it. Peikoff on the election, you can go read at Peikoff.com. He points out that Romney, for all of his failings, is the type of threat that has precedent, at least in American history. Obama is an unprecedented threat. And and again, keep in mind, all these 47 things that I just went through this list and told you about, the horrible stuff that he's done over the last four years, plus, you know, there are other things. I'm sure you've got your pet ones. Go ahead and, you know, if you want to put in the chat room there, things that are not on this list that have really gotten you about what Obama's done in the last four years. That is during a time where Obama still wants to be popular, liked, yes, uh, re-elected. Exactly right. He's on his best behavior. I mean, think about that. He's been on his best behavior in the last four years. So, I, I mean, I think it's going to be bad enough if we elect Romney and then we have a lame duck, you know, sitting duck Obama uh, who is mad at America. Scorched earth. Who with knows what he's executive order powers. And, and again, you know, he's been doing one of the things that was in this in one of the subheadings in, on this Investor's Business Daily piece is Obama has done so much through regulatory right. agencies versus right. sending it through Congress, which is the appropriate avenue for legislation. And who's going to fight him? John Boehner? Yeah. You know, I mean, who, really, who? Yeah, Boehner's certainly uh, you know, a weak sister. Leonard Peikoff wrote, you know, you know, for Romney, he's a non-entity. Obama, he's an anti-entity. That's just great. Yes, he is destructive. Yeah. And that is that is the main answer why we want him out. We want to get you guys to the polls to vote against him using the only candidate who has a chance of fighting him. That's the whole and point. And you may think you're in a safe yeah, I know. state. But I don't I don't know what the, the safe states are. And I, I think the more that we can do to destroy his percentage of the popular vote yep. as well, we want to give Romney a higher percentage of the popular vote. No doubt about it. We want to let Romney know, look, we want the anti-Obama because he's not. Romney is not the anti-Obama, but we want the anti-Obama. And if Obama gets really beaten bad, that's what America is telling Romney. And Romney will have to abide by that. He, you know, he has to. Right. And I, that, I, that'll be his own mandate, in a sense. And not just you know taking a vote away. I think you give a vote to Romney because you really want to defeat Obama. But no. I know people in the in the chat room you know, say that oh well, there's no point in voting in certain places and stuff. I mean, vote, go out and vote, vote him out, vote him out. Cancel out somebody else's pathetic vote. And, and it is true that there hasn't been as much enthusiasm about. Obama. No, there has nowhere there near. Four years ago. Nowhere near. So I have a question for people. Predictions in the chat room. If you want to call in, do you have a prediction? What do you think we're in for on Tuesday? I think Bosch has been leaning towards Romney's going to win, and maybe he's even going to win kind of big. There are people, including of course Romney's own head of his right. campaign. Uh, what's his name? The head of the campaign I don't know. again? I forget. I don't know. It's it first was, time I've seen him, and it's the first time he was on Fox. Yeah, it's funny. He said it, first time he had a national interview. What do you predict? That's what I want to know. So we have somebody calling in the. Hi, Amy. Can you hear me? 
I sure can. This is Deborah, right? Hey, Deborah. Yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's you know a couple days ago it looked like it was going to be Romney, and then lately they are saying that the polls are really tightening up, and Fox says it's really neck and neck, and it's kind of a dire prediction. I don't know. What do you think? I really don't know. I mean, my husband has been steadfastly maintaining all along that it's going to be not even close and Romney's going to win. And uh, I hope he's right. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think that... that I think because I, I quote, unquote, know that, you know, because this is America. This is still America. And we will come out and save the country. I mean, Americans I mean, will go I, out and save the country. I thought we had a serious chance of having Obamacare overturned by the Supreme Court, and I was proven wrong. Well, so I don't exactly. even time we're gonna we're gonna flip things around, and only we can do it. That's a, you know that's the Supreme Court doing it. The politicians put in Obamacare. The, uh, you know, it's just I think it's time for the Americans to actually show that we are just sick and tired of this crap. Go out there and just vote them out. So Deborah, yeah. what are you gonna do? On election night, well, that kind of depends on how the voting goes. Uh, I well, I'll, I'll be working most of the day, and and I'll probably hear the results, or at least some of them coming in as a drive home. And uh, well, if Obama loses, I'm definitely going to celebrate. Um, and I think that it's I put it at more than fifty percent chance that Romney will win. Um, I don't really know how much more likely than that it is. I, I don't know. I just know I, sh- I sure hope Romney will win. Um, and it, But it's like you said, Amy, That that's actually something that I thought of uh, as well. Like, I had thought that it was very likely that Obamacare would be overturned by the Supreme Court. And then I was shocked when it wasn't. And I and I and I kind of thought about that this time. Like, I, I keep thinking that Romney has a good chance of winning, but then, uh, you know, last in, in regard to Obamacare, I had had that kind of optimism, and then it turned out that I was wrong. So, um, not the hands of uh, of the Supreme Court justice. It's, it's in our hands this time. This election is ours. You know, we yeah. can def- we really can just go out there and defeat them, and we could do it. Now, let's see. I'm going to hold here for a second, uh, Deborah, while we take a little survey here of the chat room. We have Obama squeaking by with a win, according to Levi. Brian in the chat room says it's too close to call. Joe in the chat room predicts Obama is going to win. Juji says in the chat room that Obama is the coolest candidate uh, and America loves their celebrities, so she's afraid it's going to be Barack Hussein Obama. She hopes she's wrong, I, of course. I think there's fear dominating people's minds because it's you know because, because he is president. He does have a chance, and uh, he got in. I mean, he snuck in. Now, Michael says his inner benevolent universe premise says it's a Romney-Ryan win by a landslide. You know, this is the thing. If if I myself am not confident that Romney-Ryan are going to win, that there's not enough in America out there to vote for that imperfect message that they've been sending out there, the pro-American message, should I be a host of Don't Let It Go Unheard? It's like I'm my sense of the American sense of life is shaky right now. That's kind of a sad thing for me to talk about, but I unfortunately it's true. I'm I am really holding my breath, I think, until after Tuesday. I really want to hear it. Uh William in the chat room says, I hope Romney wins. 
some some people say they're just predicting pizza and not anything else. <laughs> Mikhail in the chat room says, don't let it go. Thank you. Uh, we actually do have to go pretty quick here. I've got the woman in my ear telling me that our time is almost up. If you are enjoying the show, please go ahead and tell your friends. We will be probably online uh, dishing about this, at least, at the Don't Let It Go Unheard page on Facebook on Tuesday. So do check in there and uh, celebrate or commiserate with us, as, as it were. Um, Vote. I don't know. I mean, should we put any money on it, Bosch, between you and me? You're predicting sure. Romney, but and I'm predicting... I'm not predicting Obama, though, so that's a, not a good a, bet. A trillion dollars. You, you and Levi in the chat a room should dollars. make a bet. A trillion dollars. I don't know. That's that a trillion dollars. <sighs> You're just throwing it around, just like our government does. Uh, that's the whole point. Again, go check out my blog at don'tletitgo.com and look at the Indiegogo campaign if you would like to help me take this show to a larger audience next year. And most importantly, do tell your friends about the show if you're enjoying it. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for participating here in the chat room. Thanks, everyone. And we will talk next week and either be elated or miserable. Take care, everybody. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 